Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Uh, I had... I had done a short, well, kind of short podcast last night before bed, and I deleted it. Just because... Well, um... My friend Anthony's sister had called me last night late and um and she was concerned because he she hadn't seen him and like I guess he left uh what was it Wednesday morning and she hadn't heard from him still like over 24 hours so yeah and he's got heart problems condition and um yeah she was concerned and she thought that he might have contacted me excuse me but he hadn't and um yeah I was concerned because I was you know he's an addict I'm thinking oh my gosh what if he went out and you know of course, that's the first thing, you know, uh, I would think of any addict, <laughs> um, or, I mean, just to, you know, drop off the face of the earth, or, I mean, or else something bad happening, an accident or something, I don't know, but just to, to go black and be missing in action, um, that usually would indicate more like, you know, going out. But uh, I called him this morning and he answered the phone and he actually had went out with some friends of his that he's known for years and um, he, he didn't bring his charger. <laughs> so his charger, he, yeah, anyways, uh, uh, he went upstate and uh like a you know what do you call it spur of the moment whatever um so he was fine should have asked him if he used though but the fact that he's back um well I'll ask him later (laughs) uh but anyways, yeah, last night at church was awesome. I love, love, love this pastor, Charles Neiman, from Texas. Paso, uh, I don't know. Um, El Paso, I think. But anyways, uh, yeah, he used to speak a lot, um, or pretty often, regularly, uh, years ago when uh like when I was living at the dream center but yeah so um I hadn't seen him or heard him for a while and oh my gosh he's just amazing I love his teaching because he's raw and straight up and no sugarcoating nothing and the message last night was amazing uh, on 
you can do the hard things as in you know Philippians 4:13 you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and you know so that includes the hard things and yeah I would encourage anybody if you want to hear a good message to listen to him um uh on YouTube Angela's Temple uh yeah it'll come up um you can do the hard things so it really spoke to me the message and just encouraged me but it also just uh, some of the stuff that went on yesterday with junior again i just i needed to move on keep saying that but i realized that you know i've i think that i've wanted this too much and i've wanted it way more than he has because if he wanted it he would have he would fight for this but he hasn't done anything at all <laughs> so um I just I can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves and I just can't put up with the drama anymore and the game playing and I just can't I can't I feel like I'm I'm a mom instead of you know uh in a relationship and a mature adult relationship and you know and uh, I'm so sad I I just see so much potential in him and if he would just stop focusing on himself you know Joyce Meyer said the best way to be miserable is to focus on yourself <laughs> and it's so true but um yeah it's it it sucks cuz i literally I, i don't know i don't even want uh my therapist years ago once told me that you know i'm attracted to men who are unavailable and I guess I don't know maybe she was right you know um so not anymore I'm gonna I'm not gonna do anything but I'm just gonna be open to what God is doing and I mean I've been so so steadfast in my celibacy until junior and then when junior was was around I I was steadfast like and you know even when I've had other christian really good christian men you know um
I don't want to. Anyways, I just, I made, I've made it so clear to any man who's shown any interest. (laughs) Nope, I'm not an option. And uh, I'm committed to, well, before celibacy and, and, or committed to, you know, well, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be with a man. I just did not. And then when, ever since junior, then I was committed to being with junior and, um, so I let him know that I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna be, I'm, I don't know how to say it. I'm not, uh, uh, basically said goodbye and, Not goodbye in the sense... I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I made it sound like goodbye for... I don't know. Because I was annoyed, too, when I wrote it, which was, I'm sure, not good. But um, I'm just over it. And so it's not that I can't be his friend or, you know, I've, I've given up putting any hope in us being together. I guess that's what it was. And, but see, that's crazy because I don't want to be with anybody. (laughs) God is really going to have to just, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't trying to be with nobody anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so, I don't know, man. I just feel like God has so many things that he wants to do in my life. And I've just been completely just holding on to something that is not happening. And, I mean, it takes two. And I'm the only one doing everything. So, (laughs) yeah, it ain't going to happen that way. So, So, anyways... I don't, I shouldn't have even talked about that, but, uh, oh, the whole thing about the church thing, I mean, how good the message was, is that when my friend Jojo was taking me home, he, he, I mentioned that, gosh, I, um, that message was so good, but, man, I need to stop compromising and, and stop smoking, and he's like, you're still smoking? (laughs) And I, I said, yes. And he goes, I cannot believe you're still smoking. He goes, uh, you're being a bad example. You're a leader. You, uh, Junior's probably doing bad because you're smoking. And I was like, shut up. I go, he, I haven't even seen him for a month. He doesn't. He goes, he could smell it. And I'm like, I haven't seen him. We haven't been in each other's presence. And I go, we haven't even talked on the phone. Except last night we did for like four minutes uh, before he hung up on me. But um, 
he's like, that is not good. That's compromise. And I go, I know you're right. And he goes, you should not do that. And I go, yeah, I know. I go, it's just like, I go, I didn't smoke all day yesterday. And then when I got home, my neighbor's door was open and, uh, she smokes and, and we go back and forth. I mean, she doesn't ask me for any, but like I make the mistake of buying her a pack and then, you know, uh, bumming and taking a couple and it just keeps the, the merry-go-round going. And, uh, he goes, you get cigarettes from your neighbor? He goes, that is such a bad witness. He, <laughs> he goes, how do you expect her to know Jesus if you're doing that? And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> I was just like, totally so glad that he did that and said that. And I said, you know what? You are so right. And I need to hear that. And I... I'm going to smoke the last cigarette that I have in my apartment right now. (laughs) When I get home, he goes, no, stop now. And I go, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to just smoke this last one when I get home because I've been looking forward to it. (laughs) But after that, I'm going to stop. And I need you to hold me accountable. And he goes, oh, I will. And I go, like, seriously, ask me every freaking day until I get over this basically and um, do it at night at the end of the day (laughs) so you know not in the afternoon when I can say no and then go out and you know whatever get a cigarette Um, it's so crazy because I know I can I, I was going I was just making myself sick like a week ago I smoked I think maybe 10 cigarettes in a day and I was like what the heck am I doing and then the next day I smoked nothing so it's not like I can't do it it's just that I'm being selfish and gratifying my flesh and it's, I mean, granted, I'm not saying that nicotine is not, well, it's a drug, but it, it's not, like, you don't get withdrawals, because definitely, but it's more in your mind, I mean, no, not, I don't know, I don't even want to go there, but I know that if I set my mind on something, I can do it, and, and so, I'm just being stubborn and selfish I I mean I'm not thinking about yes I am a leader I mean I'm looked at as a leader even though I might not have like the title I mean as a Christian you know um we should all be leaders and Charles Neiman last night was saying that um uh Oh, he asked, like, why do you want, do you want to be a leader? And if you do, why? And, I mean, my answer before he answered was, I want to lead people to Jesus, you know, that's my thing. But he said that um, if the only reason that you want to be a leader is for the accolades and, 
and privileges, um, you're going to compromise. And that's so true. You know, even though I don't care about the accolades and the privileges, I just, um, but that's so true. I just really see that, that people who are just, um, wanting to be a leader for whatever, you know, motive that is not pure before God, I mean, just like a lot of falling pastors these days that you, like mega church, you know, a lot of pastors you see that are committing adultery or falling some way or another, it's, I think there's a lot of people that are just people pleasers or they want to be famous or they want whatever the accolades or whatever and so they'll compromise and and compromise leads to sin and that's why I'm just like okay I'm compromising which will lead eventually to sinning and yeah I don't want to do that uh but he also said that if you don't want the responsibility of being a leader then you don't deserve the privilege. And that is so good. It's so true. And he said, you lead to make the people who you're leading lives better, make their lives better. And, you know, so, yeah, I just, um, I, what was I going to say? Brain fart. Um, Yeah, there, there's just so much more to that message, but I just, oh, well, I looked at my relationship with Junior, and I'm, I was like, well, this is kind of the same thing, like, he wants the privileges of our, have us having a relationship, the good, you know, hanging out, you know, I don't know, watching movies together, holding hands, uh, going to eat, whatever, but he doesn't want any of the responsibility, and so I just, uh, being honorable and truthful and, and having integrity and, and being the man of God that you know, God wants him to be, I want him to be too, (laughs) but yeah, so, uh, that just really spoke to me, and, and it was, I mean, it's kind of a duh, but it just kind of snapped me back into reality, because, you know, I, I can't, what, you can lead a, uh, a horse water but you can't make them drink and I just I can't my hands are tied I mean God's hands are tied you know I mean yeah even God's hands are tied because if somebody doesn't want to change there's nothing anybody even God can do you know he's not gonna force somebody to change he can orchestrate circumstances though which is what I'm gonna pray so that a person just 
comes to an end of themselves and says, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Okay, God, I want to change, you know. Um, What do you want me to do? I'm willing to do anything. So, yeah, that's all I can pray, really. I can't, because I can't say anything, do anything. I I just can't. So, and I should have known that. And I have known that for a while, but me and my wanting to fix and control just, you know, I, I have to put in my two cents everywhere. So I need to just keep my mouth shut and just not do anything and walk away and Again, I keep saying this, and I know I'm sounding like a stupid broken record, but if, if Junior and I are meant to be, God will bring him back, and so, but for now, I need to, just really, I need to, God, I can't, oh my gosh, I do sound like a broken record. Uh, anyways, yeah, but, uh, so today I am fasting everything, well, not this, but, uh, for however, half an hour maybe, but, uh, no media, no, so, no social media, no no food, uh, just reading and praying, and basically, I'm not getting out of bed today. I'm just, uh, well, no, maybe I'm gonna go walking later, but yeah, I just really need to. I've gotten so lazy spiritually that's why i cannot take a break off of god i mean a break from god obviously of course i mean it's like breathing like i can't i can't take a break from breathing and i just not that I've taken a break. I don't know how to explain it. I just got lazy. Like, before, I would wake up at 5 o'clock and, and pray for an hour. Preferably, I would pray an hour in tongues, and then i pray an hour in English. <laughs> um, and just spend intimate time and fellowship with the Lord and I don't know if I've been frustrated and mad at him without even realizing it because a lot of times I do that and I don't even know where I stop talking to him and yeah I think maybe I don't know, but I'm, I've still, he's still spoke, spoken to me, I, I still, just not as much as usual, um, 
Well, and then I'm, I wasn't listening when I'm smoking because I don't, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just, um, I just got lazy. I, I, I started sleeping in. Well, I can only sleep till six, but, uh, just not spending that quality time. I've, you know, I'm still doing my ritual, quote unquote ritual, uh, you know, reading my devotions, reading, uh, the Bible, you know, and it's not how much you read. It's, it's really, I've realized that meditating on the word is, is what's important because I can read the Bible like a book and just go and read and fill in my, you know, my, my qualification for the day, you know, I'll read a chapter or whatever and not get anything out of it because I didn't meditate on it. Whereas I could just pick a couple of verses and meditate on them and get a whole bunch more out of just that, you know, uh, or even just one passage. But yeah, so I've been lazy just that's what it is and so I need to I the way I got in the habit of getting up early every morning I literally had to do what pretend that I was in discipleship because when I was in discipleship we had to wake up at let's see 445 5 uh, it was different for Orange County and Dream Center, but, um, but we had to get up early, you know, and go pray for an hour. And so I made myself because it's not easy. If your flesh totally fights against it, like every part of my body fights, but I made myself, I set my alarm, set my alarm, would get up, literally roll off the bed and onto my knees and pray. And I don't fall asleep once I'm up, I don't fall asleep, but, um, and just pray and be until it became a habit. And then I didn't have to set my alarm, but that's the way I had to do it because it just wasn't going to happen any other way. <laughs> like, I'm just like, and I'm realizing that. So I'm going to need to start doing that again because, yeah, this is crap. I, I don't want to be in just re- vacillating back and forth with, oh, you know, I don't want to smoke, but I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, this is... Yeah, and I'm learning more and more that, um, again, everything that I'm looking at Junior for and just, you know, criticizing him for, I'm realizing I'm doing the same thing. It just may not be as visible or as obvious, but I, uh, the, 
a lot of things I'm doing are the same. It's just because my my sin is not as obvious does not mean that it's any less in God's eyes. You know, my own little pity party of just even smoking cigarettes, I think, was out of me being mad and having a pity party for myself and just being like, why is this going on? Uh, um, And I didn't even realize it until recently, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, just, um, yeah, and last night's message was really good, it just, I'm gonna listen to it again, even though, well, that's not really social media, that's just media, <laughs> but no, uh, I'm, I wanna listen to that because, uh, that was a really good message, and, I want to fill my mind today only with the word of God and and the things of God because I just need to what is it Romans 12 1 and 2 therefore my brethren oh no that's Philippians uh, present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy, wait, present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, This for this is your reasonable service, and then do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what it, no wait, what is that good and acceptable will of God? Sometimes I get Philippians 2, 3, and 4, I think it is, mixed up. Anyways, um, so, yeah, I, uh, I need to renew my mind and start focusing on the word again, and it's not like a... Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's not like I, I get totally off focus, but if I start doing things as a routine or a ritual instead of really digging in and, you know, meditating and praying, it just becomes a habit. And then it's, it's not fellowship with the Lord. So, yeah, that's what my focus is going to be today. And I don't know if I, if picking fasting and food and cigarettes the same day is a good, whatever. I mean, I'm not fasting cigarettes. I'm quitting cigarettes, (laughs) but, but I want a breakthrough. I'm sick of this crap. You know, I just sick of me doing the same thing that I've been doing last month. Just. I mean, I have had some good things happen. God has been breaking me, and and yeah, He's really been breaking me. That's for sure. But oh, I should read this. Okay, let's see, and then I'll end. Um, this is a very good uh, devotional. 
this morning, okay, wait, I'm in the wrong month, um, it's the, uh, streams in the desert, and, let's see, uh, L.B. Cowman, anyways, okay, so, Romans 8.26 We do not know what we ought to pray for. Often it is simply the answers to our prayers that can cause many of the difficulties in the Christian life. (laughs) We pray for patience and our Father sends demanding people our way to test us to the limit. Quote, Because Suffering produces perseverance, Romans 5.3. We pray for a submissive spirit, and God sends suffering again, for we learn to be obedient in the same way Christ, quote, learned obedience from what he suffered, he, end quote. Hebrews 5.8. We pray to be unselfish, and God gives us opportunities to sacrifice by placing other people's needs first and by laying down our lives for other believers. We pray for strength and humility and, quote, a messenger of Satan, unquote. 2 Corinthians 12.7 comes to torment us until we lie on the ground pleading for it to be withdrawn. We pray to the Lord as the apostles did, saying, Increase our faith, Luke 17, 5. Then our money seems to take wings and fly away. Our children become critically ill, an employee becomes careless, slow, and wasteful. Or some other new trial comes upon us, requiring more faith than we have ever experienced before. We pray for a childlike life that exhibits the humility of a lamb. Then we are asked to perform some lowly tasks, or we are unjustly accused and given no opportunity to explain for. Explain for. Quote. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and did not open his mouth. Isaiah 53, 7. We pray for gentleness and quickly face a storm of temptation to be harsh and irritable. We pray for quietness and suddenly every nerve is stressed to its limit with tremendous tension so that we may learn that when he sends his peace... No one can disturb it. We pray for love for others, and God sends unique suffering by sending people our way who are difficult to love and who say things and get on our nerves and tear at our hearts. He does this because, quote, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not dishonor others, it is not easily angered, it always protects, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails, end quote. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-5, 7-8, I wonder why you skipped 6, anyways, um, yes, 
We pray to be like Jesus, and God's answer is, quote, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction, end quote. <laughs> Isaiah 48.10, end quote. Will your courage endure or your strong your hands be strong? Ezekiel 2 14. And then Matthew 20, 22, quote, Can you drink the cup? End quote. The way to peace and victory is to accept every circumstance and every trial as being straight from the hand of our loving Father to live with him in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 2, 6. Above the clouds, in the very presence of his throne. And to look down from glory on our circumstances as being lovingly and divinely appointed. (sighs) That was really good. And there's a poem that goes to it, but... I don't feel like reading it. Let's see. I prayed for strength and then I lost a while. All sense of nearness, human and divine, the love I leaned on and pierced my heart. The hands I clung to loose themselves from mine. But while I swayed, weak and trembling and alone, The everlasting arms upheld my own. I prayed for light. The sun went down in clouds. The moon was darkened by a misty doubt. The stars of heaven were dimmed by earthly fears. And all my little candle flames burned out. But while I sat in shadow, wrapped in night, The face of Christ made all the darkness bright. I prayed for peace and dreamed a restful ease, a slumber free from pain, a hushed repose. Above my head, the skies were black with storm, and fiercer grew the onslaught of my foes. But while the battle raged and the winds The wild winds blew. I heard his voice and perfect peace I knew. I thank you, Lord. You were too wise to heed my feeble prayers and answer as I sought. Since these gifts your bounty has bestowed have brought me more than all I asked or thought. Giver of good, So answer each request with your own giving better than the best. Annie Johnson Flint. Well, I ended up reading it anyway. But, yeah. Um, so true. Everything that I've been praying for, (laughs) I've been getting tested on. So, yeah. I have to look at everything as something that God has brought in my life that I need to learn from and and ask him, how do you want me to learn from this? What do you want me to do? And just be really in tune with the Lord and 
ask for his guidance and Holy Spirit and just yeah. So that's it. Um, <laughs> God bless you all and thanks for listening. Have a wonderful oh, it's Friday the 13th today. Well, have a wonderful weekend. God bless. <laughs>